0: Uh, We're still in the, the, the process or the, uh, I guess, the, the the theme of pressing on. You know, so many times in life we get to a point to where it's just, you know, it's kind of hard to uh, keep faith. It's kind of hard to keep going. It's kind of hard to see that about you that, uh, that you know, it's, sometimes it just seems like that, uh, that molehill did turn into a mountain. Amen? I mean, there's times in life that, uh the, the, something little and it just snowballs and it continues to grow. And, you know, the, the more that's around us and the more things that's happening, things continue to, to pile up. And, you know, and it gets to a point where we can look at it and, and you got one or two choices. You can quit. And you just give up. And they, you know, P- Apostle Paul talks about that and, and, and where he had folks that was with him and helping him and the things, you know, burdens just got so big, hard that, you know, they just turned from the faith and went back to the world. You know, a lot of times that happens with us as Christians, uh, that, that we get to a point where we're where we're overwhelmed and it's just like, you know, I, you know, God, why? Why why is this stuff piling up? Why? But but the Lord says trust in him with, with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, to trust in him. That that you know, he he provides a way out when it seems like it's too tough. And you know, I want everybody to be able to relate. I don't care if it's from a you know, the young, like Kristen and, 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 and Cody and, and Rachel and Jacob Hayden, the, the younger ones. You know, I'm praying. This is my prayer. And I want y'all to pray. I want to pray that this church has a young, our youth, our young adults class that where the, 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 the younger generation, the ones that's come out of college, uh, before they get to be old people, uh, that we got a class that that that's keyed and geared towards them that focused on them that can you know that they can tie into and they can build you know i'd love to see sunday morning sunday school class to where we've got a young adults class to where you know that that you know will and selena and 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 hayden and you know Jackie, everybody that can be here they can be attached and be connected as a group that they're building a family together that folks that they can lean on one another uh and, and that's just what this is all about and this series about us being able to press on to keep going. Uh, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to continue to drive this home and get this embedded in your mind. I want you to know we need to know God. Above all else, we as individuals, we need to have that intimate relationship with God to where we know Jesus Christ and the free pardon of sin, and that we've accepted Him, we've been born again. And by, by doing that, then, then we're able to be able to find freedom in our life, this is what we need to understand: is how we need to be free. We need to be free from sin. You know, Paul said that that before he accepted Christ, that sin uh, ruled in his body. He talked about the things that that in my mind that I that I, I I want to do, and I've got good intentions. But you know, the things that I want to do, I don't, and the things that I don't want to do, those bad things that I have a problem. He says that they overtake me, and 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 in times that, that that there's things happening that. Really, it's out of my control. It's the sin nature in me that's controlling me. It's not the, the spiritual side of it. And that's what we need to understand as we go through life. You know, we do have a choice. Can I get an amen there? We have a choice in how we accept, how we face. Uh, Jessica, I want you to know this right here. You have a choice going into this situation that you're trying to build that relationship to build back. Forgiveness is the key. You've got to have that in your mind and you've got to go ahead and set it up now. Is hey, the hurt's been done. But honey you you if if you'll set it in your mind today, it's like I'm gonna forgive them like God forgive me that's the key that's the key for every one of us in our lives is that, that, that people that that harm us that do that's when we discover our purpose y'all, what is our main objective to serve others to find people that are hurt now, don't you listen to me we need to go find people that are hurt, people that are broken, people that that have no hope. That's the kind of people we need to go target. And we need to look at those people. We need to explain to them about how we have a hope that's beyond this world. We have a hope in something that, that, that's greater than man could ever imagine or, or, or use a philosophy We have a kind of hope that nobody else does. And when we start serving others, then that's when you're going to see God's purpose for your life start unfolding and revealing. You know, I never would have dreamed seven years ago. When they called me over here in October, this October of 2012, I come preach my first message in that building right there behind us, And, hey, I just had to be preaching somewhere. Uh, and then then, when I remember Wayne and Terry and Steve met with me and said, hey, we'd like to call you as our pastor. And I said, well, you know, I've been praying. If it was Lord's will, if he wanted me to have a church, he'd send me one. I said, you know, I've been praying about this, guys. I don't have to tell you. Yes, I'll take it. I said, I know because I said, the Lord, if you don't want me to have it, for them not to offer this to. me. Now I didn't see the purpose that God had for us down the road, but now I see what God was building, where He established, uh, and, and then when we got over here, you know, the whole purpose behind everything we do ought to be about serving somebody else. Or to be, it's not about me anymore. It's about you. It's about your happiness. About your family, Tim. You know, it, uh, the whole way through. You remember coming to my office and talking to me? I mean, they sometime, boy, we had in there, me and Tim, we got to talk and got to, you know, just to pray and we got to understand what the Holy Spirit was doing and the call that he was putting on Tim's life to bring him in. You know, these are things that I'm never going to forget right here. It, it, but it wasn't about, it's was about me and him being able to have a conversation. Me being able to help him and explain to him these things right here, y'all. It's so amazing to watch these kids come up here Sunday in and Sunday out knowing that they got a father they can cry out to and pray to. You know what? These kids has got hope. These kids have hope that that, that 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 them crying out to a God that that, that that he's going to take care of it. And he will. And we need to have that hope. A lot of times we lose that hope. We get overwhelmed with burdens and problems and, and these things that are, uh, you, you know, it, it, uh, it's kind of a funny story. When Tammy was eating a Cracker Barrel, we left here at 11 o'clock today and sat in the doctor's office all day and I had to take a crazy test and uh, I'm here. So They didn't keep me. Uh, so uh, apparently I either failed it or passed it. I don't know which one you'd say. Uh, But, you know, while we were sitting there eating, there's this lady sitting over by herself. She was eating, and I didn't realize she had headphones in, but she had seen a picture of a brownie and a scoop of ice cream on a little card, and she ordered it, and the brownie had come out, but the ice cream was like this, you know, and in the picture, it was like this, and she said, it don't match. This This is not what I ordered. You know, it was kinda of funny they brought her another scoop to give her that big scoop of ice cream. But how many of us has got a picture in our minds what our life should look like? But in reality it don't look nothing like the picture I have. You know, and i'm struggling right now, okay? I mean physically struggling. Doing everything I can to keep every you know, just keep my head above water to keep preaching and keep going. I've been out of work since the first year trying to get some of these issues resolved and took care of, and but it's just one of them things. I got a hope when I sit there talking to them two young men, uh, a psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever she was. She had the you know UAB. They got all this team with it, and I sit there talking to these two young men, and I said, "Y'all, what's the purpose behind this?" And they said, "People that come in with a positive outlook have a better success rate of being healed. This this particular procedure with this, they have a." A better outlook, or that we have more research for where they have done better and had better results than the people that come in with, 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 with no expectations. So I said, basically, you will try to give people hope. And neither one of the boys wanted to say that right there. I said, you know what? I said, uh, I told them I'm a strong believer in God and I love Jesus Christ. And you know, this one boy, this, this young boy, you know, and looking at him, you thought, you know, his mother. But he said, I was raised in a strong Christian family. He said, but as I've gotten older. He said, I've kind of backed away. He said, I've kind of opened up to, 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 not to infringe upon the people. You know, he's down there at UAB and they spoke from all over the world comes to that school to learn how to become doctors. I said, look, boy, you need to, I said, boy, well, I said, look, I said, you need to know what you believe. I said, you need to get, you need to dig into that background your mother and daddy implanted in you because if you don't believe in that and believe in it wholeheartedly, I said, these people come around and I said, if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. You know, this is something that we've got to understand. The Bible did I preach three or four weeks ago about it. Hey, what are, what it tell us to do if somebody comes to you and asks you why you believe what you believe? The Bible teaches us that we should be able to explain to them in gentleness and kindness and meekness. But this is why I believe what I do. This is why I love the Lord. This is why I believe Jesus is the Son of God. He's the only way to heaven. This is what I was trying to. I said, but y'all realize what y'all doing? Y'all trying to give hope to people. And then that one boy, the guy I sat across from him, he wouldn't acknowledge it. But this boy here, he said, "Yes, sir. That's what we, we, we're trying to give people hope." I said, "You realize without hope, you can't have faith."
1: So many of us
0: get to a point in life we don't have hope anymore. Uh, that relationship's gone. That's that. That, that you know, this job, I, it's, it's, I'll, I'll never do. We lose our hope. And without hope, you cannot have faith. Hebrews 11, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hopeful. Do you understand that? Your faith in God is your hope that He's going to do what He said He's going to do. It's us placing all of our trust, all of our minds, and that's why I preached about Sunday morning about giving the first fruits, what God has blessed you with, your time, your talent, your money, everything about that. When we put our faith and our hope and we start doing what God's called us to do, then He can do what He said He would do because He's faithful and just. He's always going to do that. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We believe in something we can't see. But praise God, I can feel it. Praise God, I know it. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, there is no doubt in my mind that God is real in heaven. He is up there watching over us. It says, without hope, you cannot have faith. And without faith, but without faith, it is impossible to please Him. That being God. You know, so many of us are weak faith. We're weak hope. We don't have this assurance about this right here. But it says, For he that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Y'all, this is the thing in our life that we don't really do how many of you do not raise your hands, please? How many of you truly, diligently seek God's presence? How many of us seek God's presence in our life, in our problems, in our crisis? Yeah, most of us do. How many of you seek God in the good things in life? How many of you ever ask just God? I mean, that's what He said. Don't wait till I'm the last result. Make me the first choice. That's what in the message last week about first fruits. Be, let God be the first one. Jeremiah 29.11 For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Understand this. We've got to realize the thoughts. You know, God knows each and every one of us individually. It's not a broad sense like in, back in, in the Israelite time to where it was just because you was an Israelite, you, you was Okay. You was born under the, 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 you, you were born into promise. That's kind of like the Vanderbilt's. Everybody know the Vanderbilt's? You know, they are probably one of the richest people at the time when they built the universe. I mean, when you were born into that family, you were born into royalty. You were born into wealth. It's one of those things. That's the way the Hebrew children, just because you have a heritage and you were born a Jew, you had that promise, that heritage that Abraham had got, that God made a covenant with him. You, it didn't matter what you did. It was because you was a Israelite. You had that promise. But Jesus Christ come along and He opened it up. And I want you to look at this. It says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future. And what? Hope. God wants us through His reveal. God's Word. He gives us. I know, we've got several here. He He reassures us have hope. Have hope. When, when you look at these situations, have hope that it's going to work out. Have hope that God's got it this in. Because He does. We need to have that hope, that assurance. Verse 12, it says, Then you will call upon Me and go and pray to Me and I will listen to you. You know, there's times in life you feel like that nobody listens to you. Don't raise your hand, Tim. <laughs> but how many times in life do you just It's decide like, there's, I, I, there's no... The problem I'm having, there's nobody I can tell. I mean, there's nobody that I really want to, I want to know this problem. But God says, if you'll come to me, you'll seek me with your whole heart. Diligently look at me. He says, when you go off and you pray, I'll listen to you. I'll hear that prayer. Because I love you. You know, God's amazing. We can't comprehend how he can be at my house and Tim's house and Marty's house and Norman's house and, and Jacob's house and, and, and Cody's house and Terry's house. You think about it, he, God is everywhere all the time. But yeah, He's close. It's just like me and Him by ourselves in a closet being able to talk. This is the thing that I want you to understand. If we can change things and see that God has this set up for us that if we'll just put our hope in Him that our faith can grow. It says, you will seek me and find me, and you will search me with all your heart. You know, last week I said, the Bible, it was talking about in there, I can't remember what scripture chapter, I had to go back to last week's lesson anyway, but it says that we must love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our strength. Everything inside of us ought to long for God. When you get to this point in your life that everything you do is made about God, I mean, it's just like Rodney driving the truck. Does it not change your life? Does it not really? I mean, you. I admit mean, him, stop. And just the, the fact that he's able to let the Scripture fill him. It's changed. When he gets out of the truck, he's a different man when he steps out of the truck stop. Wherever he's stopping at, it's changed the way when he steps out, what's coming? What's about what's going into us. You know, Jesus says what comes out of us. That's why he's more worried about what's in the man's heart when you start filling your heart with God's Word and God's understanding these things, then you'll be able to have hope. Verse number 14, it says, I will be found, says the Lord. I will bring you back from your captivity. Even after you're saved. There's times that we go down paths and we get captive. Sin gets us. Backslidden. We, we, We get away from... And, you know, we're not saying that you're out in some adulterous affair where you murdered somebody. And, and, and I, no, I'm just saying to the Lord, you've just kind of walked away from what God had for you. And God's saying, hey, I need you to come back to me. And when you turn and you start coming back to me and you seek me and you start trusting in me and you start putting faith in me and understand the the Scriptures that you know, when you start applying the knowledge that you got, does it not change things? Rodney, how, how much easier is it now to step out? I mean it gives you that boldness to be able just to go up to talk to a total stranger. Hi, you know what? I can go down I talk to a stranger a lot easier than I can a family member. Have I got family members? Amen. I got family members I'd love to be able to share this hope I got with, but you know what? I can't do it. Anytime I've tried to start the conversation, it's just it's like I wish the stranger would show up one day and witness to it. Maybe they'd have a better opportunity to do that right there. First Peter 5, 5. Likewise, younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. That's the problem we have in America today. Can I get an amen? And you know what? We have a problem. Like me. I'm standing here today. Terry, Steve, and Wayne. They were the overseers over me. When I first started preaching here, they were the ones that I sought wisdom. I said, y'all, I would get up and preach. I ain't the problem. But being a pastor is what I got an issue with. How do I be a pastor? If I don't know it, if you don't tell me what's expected out of me, I don't know what to do as a pastor. And see, as a young man, if 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 that's a sign of wisdom right there, you so Right back here. That's worry. That's 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 raising Christy. Ain't it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you think about these things right here. The Bible teaches us, as younger people, to listen to the older people. Take advice from the older people. I mean, you know, just look at it. These there's roads that Norman's been down that I haven't been down yet. There's roads that I've been down that you ain't been down yet, and there's roads that you ain't been down yet that if you'd listen, that's what a church family's for, y'all. But if you're not willing to accept somebody having authority over you, then you're never going to listen to your elders. You're not going to take that knowledge that God gives them and that experience that God gives them. Ladies, this is for y'all too. If you would respect the elderly, if the younger ladies would listen to the older ladies and take their advice and hey, this is how a woman is supposed to do. It's what the Bible has taught me. That and, and, and be able to show them Scripture and verse. And the younger ladies, because the Bible says older women teach young women how to love their own husband. I think that's in Titus, if I'm not mistaken. He was talking to the older men and the younger men. These are things that when you look at it, it says, But likewise, you younger men, submit yourselves to the elders. Yes, all of you submit yourselves to one another and be clothed with humility. Why should we be humble one to another? What does the scripture say? Speak up. Y'all hear that? So many times in life I can look at myself and I can see wall after wall after wall after wall. And whenever I stop and I look at it, it's where I was operating for me. A successful life or a significant life? Y'all remember that sermon? This is the things that I'm trying to get y'all to understand here tonight. That when we act out of humility, love for one another, and it's not about me, it's not about you, it's about us, it's about we. These are the things that we need to have. It says, God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He will exalt you and do Time. It didn't say right now, did it? What does it say? Due time. What does due time mean? Got to wait a little bit. Got to wait a little bit. Be patient. Be patient. I'm getting there. Okay, I'm getting there. It says, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober. Now, that's not talking about alcohol, y'all. He's talking about being able to think soberly, act soberly, be in your right mind, be vigilant, be vigilant. That means be on the lookout. It says, because the adversary of the devil walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him. I put that in parentheses. I mean, stand firm against him. When you resist him, you just sometimes you just got to dig in. You gotta dig in and be ready and say, devil, look, I'm taking a stand in the name of Jesus. I'm stuck. This is as far as we're going with this. I'm taking a stand right here. Steadfast in faith. Be strong in your faith. There's a lot of us when you start losing hope, what happens to your faith? When you start losing hope, what happens to your faith? What does the Bible say that the faith is? The substance of things hoped for. When you start losing hope, you start weakening your faith. When you lose hope, you weaken your faith. So understand these things right here. It says, knowing that the same suffering and uh, are experienced by the brotherhood throughout the world. Ain't nothing happening to you that ain't happening to somebody else. Okay. Understand that. You're not the only one going through it. There's other people out there going through these things that's having these struggles that don't understand, that has these fears. There's other that say, hey, take heart. It says, but uh, the God of all grace who called us to eternal glory by Jesus Christ after He suffered a while. Listen to this. After you suffer a while. You hear what that says? We're going to suffer for a while but after we suffer for a while, then He'll perfect us. He'll establish us. He'll strengthen us. And He'll settle us. So many times there's processes we got to go through. It's a big. There's a process for these things that we got to go through. We need to be able to go through the processes without losing hope that our faith may be strong. To understand that, that, that when we come into these things right here, it says to uh, to him be the glory and the dominion forever. Amen. Don't you look at Isaiah forty thirty one? It says, but uh, though but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. It's saying right here, when we wait upon the Lord, that don't mean sit down on the pew and just sit there. But it says in this trial, in this tribulation, in this suffering that I'm going through, l- 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 let me be in this. I'm going to get to the glory part right here in just a second. Therefore, being justified by faith. Listen to me. How do you have faith? Got to hope, right? The Bible says faith is the evidence of things hoped for. Is that right? The evidence of things hoped for, the substance of, the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not yet seen. So by my faith I'm justified. Right? So I don't have to prove myself to nobody. I don't have to answer to nobody. Jesus removed that sin out of my past. I'm justified by my faith.
1: We have peace
0: with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That old be of me stand up and shout hallelujah. That you are justified by Jesus Christ and you are at peace with God. The only person, the only entity that can send you to hell or can bring you to heaven, the only entity that can promote you or that can decline you, that can bring you down, it says, by whom also we have access to, uh, by faith into His grace, uh, wherein we stand. The only way we can get to God is by faith, y'all. We got to have faith. And it says, uh, by faith into His grace where uh, where we stand, and rejoice in hope of God of the glory of God. It says, and not only that, we also glory in tribulations. And I read that today, and I had to read that about four or five times. How can I glory in a tree? Y'all know what a tribulation is? It's exactly. It's trouble. It's trial. It's a rough spot in life. It's when you're hitting that wall and you think I can't go. That tribulation, and you know what? It's like this right here. So there's a light went off in my head this morning. And I said, you know what? If I quit pampering and pitying and wallowing in my tribulation, and I start glorifying God in my tribulation. It says, And not only that you that we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces what? What's perseverance? It's endurance. It's being able to weather the time, withstand the storms. You know, I think that's what's lacking in the United States of America today is perseverance. Perseverance, Develops character. And your character develops hope. So these are things that if we as Christians will work on and understand that we are to, hope is the key to everything we do. Do you realize what I just said? That tonight, if you're facing a battle and you really are, are, are just saying, hey, I don't know if I'm, I'm seeing." It just ain't. I don't know if I can. I'd ask you to come down here and pray tonight. Uh, I want us, really, want us all, to come pray tonight. I want us to pray for, for this church. I want us to pray uh, for 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 things going on in this country. I want us to pray for uh, Daniel uh, and and the, and the things that they're going through. with the house fire they had? The Lord would give them peace and understanding and and and, and endurance. We need to pray for them. I mean there's a lot they gotta go through to do this process right here. Uh but let's pray for them. Y'all pray for me. You know, I I I'm sitting here and I'm I'm asking Lord, okay, I'm trying to glory in this, I'm trying to give Lord, I, I need strength to endure, I need endurance. But these are the things that if we as Christians, if if if, if we can somehow ignite hope in ourselves, if we can look to God and say, God I know you've done it before. I know you'll do it again right now. I just need, Lord, lift me up. Give me that encouragement that my hope would be again, that I will not be denied. I love that song. I can't remember what I play, I won't be denied. Uh, but that's a song that just, I mean, it puts chills on my back. and puts a drive in me that I will not be denied. And y'all, that's us as Christians. I, don't, don't deny the fact. Is Lord, I just don't know if, if if my husband's gonna get saved or my kids gonna get saved. Lord, I just don't know. I, it's, I'm turning, Lord, I am gonna wear my knees out. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear your ear out, begging for this to get fixed, for this to happen. But Lord, I want Your will to be done and not my will. If y'all would come on up, please.